Hello and welcome to the SWIB Podcast, where members of the Wisconsin Retirement System can turn for timely information on the investments that help fund the state's pension system. I'm Chris Preisler, Communications Specialist for the State of Wisconsin Investment Board, or SWIB. And I'm Dusty Weiss, producer of the podcast. SWIB has been recognized by the investment industry for its teamwork and innovation that helps make it a premier asset manager. To carry out its mission to over 650,000 members of the Wisconsin Retirement System, the highly skilled staff at SWIB has put in place the technology and processes to generate the returns necessary to fund the Wisconsin Retirement System. Today, we'll take a peek behind the scenes at how SWIB advances its mission and we'll learn about the people who put it all together to help make the WRS one of the only fully funded pension systems in the country. The SWIB podcast is a monthly opportunity for you to learn more about the people and funds that comprise the Wisconsin Retirement System. Please make sure you subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Share this podcast with your fellow WRS members and leave a review on iTunes so it's easier for other members to find the show. Joining us today is Rochelle Klaskin, Deputy Executive Director and Chief Administrative Officer, and Mike Jacobs, Agency Business Director. Rochelle joined SWIB in 2015 as its Chief Legal Counsel before becoming Deputy Executive Director and Chief Administrative Officer. Throughout her more than 20-year career, she has led and advised organizations on board governance and legal matters, daily operations, and strategic transitions and planning. She earned her law degree from Chicago-Kent College of Law and a bachelor's degree in journalism and mass communication from the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. And Mike joined SWIB in 2018, bringing with him over 30 years of investment, legal, and management experience. His time in the financial industry includes management, general counsel, and chief compliance officer positions. Mike earned his bachelor's in business administration and management from Regis University in Denver and his law degree from Creighton University School of Law. Rochelle and Mike, thank you for joining us today and welcome to the SWIB podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks, Chris. So, Rochelle, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your experience and your role at SWIB. Sure. So, I began at SWIB about five and a half years ago. And in 2018, we had an opportunity for the board to look at the management structure and do a restructuring of SWIB to combine the roles of executive director and chief investment officer. David Villa, who our first podcast was with, has been with SWIB since 2006. So it was a unique and great opportunity to have a single investment leader for our entire agency to drive that investment strategy. When the board combined the positions, it really created a very strong governance structure. Many other investment boards around the country have a single leader who both leads the investments and the agency, and we are modeling after that. And in connection with that, I changed over from chief legal counsel in 2018 to my current position of deputy executive director and chief administrative officer. I tend to have sort of the backbone at SWIB, legal, finance, communication, HR, recruiting, those types of management business type roles that really help SWIB hum on a daily basis. Mike, you bring over 30 years of experience to your role as agency business director, including serving as a regulatory attorney for the U.S. Department of the Treasury. Tell us a little bit about your journey to SWIB and your role with the agency. Chris, as you mentioned, while I did start my career out 
in the uh, legal and compliance area and was in those types of positions for many years. Most recently, over the last decade, I've migrated to more of an operational role with trying to make sure that things get properly executed for the investment professionals. As I transitioned from my last role at an investment manager, I've come into that same position at SWIB. So as agency business director, I oversee the business analysts for business coordination, making sure that we get the operational requirements correct for the different things that we need to do for the investment professionals. I oversee the project management office, making sure that we get projects correctly done and executed. And I also oversee the information analysts who try and structure data for our investment professionals so that they can discern different data sets and be able to look and understand that data. So I've really kind of migrated away from the legal and compliance role. In fact, I'm a reform lawyer, I I consider myself to be, and uh, can even make lawyer jokes now, but still enjoy working with the lawyers that we have at SWIB, of course. Good save right there. Rochelle, I think one of the great things about working at SWIB is our mission and how it drives everything we do on a daily basis. Can you talk about SWIB's mission and how it really focuses on the WRS and its members? As you know, we are an independent state agency. So our authority, what we can statutorily do, is all based in the state statutes. We have a requirement under the law to manage all of the funds as a prudent expert, which is actually the highest standard under the law. In connection with that, we have an obligation to diversify our investments, minimize the risk of large losses, optimize our costs, and administer the assets of each fund solely for its purpose. But when we talk about our mission, we think about that in a broader sense, and that really does go to the heart of what we do. Our mission is to help provide a more secure retirement for our beneficiaries. SWIB's purpose is to manage the assets so that the WRS can pay the benefits it has promised to so many Wisconsinites. And we talk about that purpose and we talk about that mission every single day. It influences all the decisions we make from making sure that we can generate the required returns to meet our actuarial targets and in connection with how we think about the complexity that we need as an organization to fulfill that mission to keep the WRS fully funded. It's a great mission. We all rally behind it, and it's something that drives us each day. Rochelle, it's a lot of fun for me to get involved with SWIB because it is such a worthy cause and mission. When I tell people about SWIB and the work that it does, it's really easy to draw that connection. This is an easy cause to rally behind because what SWIB is doing, it impacts the lives of former and current public employees, police officers, firefighters teachers, local municipal workers, people that people know, people that play a role in your everyday life. These are the people who are working to help make our lives better. So can you tell me a little bit more about how the WRS impacts the state of Wisconsin? Absolutely. 
there's more than 652,000 Wisconsin Retirement System participants. So what that means to a small state like Wisconsin is that one in five Wisconsinites is either a WRS member or their immediate family member is. By the work that we do every day at SWIB, we actually can touch 20% of the state. The majority of the assets that we're managing is for the Wisconsin Retirement System, about 92%. And so that impact that we have on a day-to-day basis matters, just as you said, in the lives of many, many people across the state of Wisconsin. The WRS pays about $5.6 billion in benefits each year. 85% of that stays in the state of Wisconsin in every county and really impacting those communities. There is about 50,000 jobs supported by the dollars and benefits paid in to annuitants every year. And when you think about it, the average annuity payment in Wisconsin for the WRS is actually very modest. It's $25,000 a year. So think about that spread over that $5.6 billion in benefits. That means that that's very widespread and having an impact when people pay their taxes, when they go to their local grocery stores, when they go to their local shops and businesses. These are helping to support Wisconsin's economic development. It's one of the things that is talked about as an asset of the state that also increases the state's credit rating, which is very important on a broader level. And, you know, I have have a fun story that, you know, this idea that everybody I bump into is either a WRS member or their family member is, I I had to buy a car last year because my daughter crashed ours. (laughs) And uh, as I went to go, yeah, as I went to go to get a new car, uh, at least two different dealers, as I told them what I did, their wife was a retiree or their husband was working for the system. And so I thought I can't negotiate as hard as I wanted to because these people are people I work for and these are important people to me on a day-to-day basis. So I usually, when I travel, I meet people all the time that are WRS members. And that is what drives us. When I say that we talk about the participants every day, that is not just words. That's actually what we do at SWIB because we understand that the investment decisions that we make affects their lives. When you say that one in five Wisconsinites is touched by SWIB, I I don't want it to go unappreciated just how incredible that number is. Because when you talk about seeing with your own eyes the role of this state government in supporting our communities, SWIB is ubiquitous. Because we have a consolidated plan in the Wisconsin retirement system, which means that every local and county employee, firefighters, all the teachers, police officers across the state, um, other than the city of Milwaukee and the county of Milwaukee, that's what gives us the opportunity to have a broad impact. Not only do we affect 20% of the state, we're the ninth largest pension plan in the United States and the 25th in the world. And that's from a relatively small state of only 5.8 million people. I think think that's a remarkable thing that we can uh, think about in connection with the state of Wisconsin each day. And of course, it's always worth shouting this from the mountaintops, but one of the best funded pension systems in the country as well. Something that you guys should not feel shy about bragging about frankly. But Mike, when people think of investment management firms or agencies, they immediately think of the portfolio managers, the people making the investments and working to generate returns. 
But the investment services side of SWIB supports the investment life cycle and, and helps the entire staff to successfully achieve their goals. Can you talk about the investment services side of SWIB and the important role that it plays in carrying out SWIB's mission? It really is akin to putting on a play. You have the more visible actors always out on the stage, but everyone knows uh, if you've been involved in a play that it takes quite a bit behind the scenes backstage to put the entire play on. And that's really what the investment services is about. Your purpose is to support the execution of transformation efforts on behalf of the investment staff. So what you're trying to do is really provide that support and capability for them to get what they need. They have to understand what are the holdings that they have? What is the risk of those holdings? What are the trades that they're going to make? What is the impact of those trades on the current portfolio and how will that adjust the portfolio itself and the risk of that portfolio? So there's a lot of information that investment services has to provide our investment staff so that they can understand when they're on the stage exactly where they are, where the cues are, where the situation is and how it's evolving so that they can make excellent investment decisions. And that's really part of what we're doing with very complex investment strategies in this low return environment, we have to get ever more complex for our investment staff to be able to deliver for them. So that involves different strategies such as derivatives or shorting securities where you're actually taking an adverse position against a security instead of that it's going to go up, that it will go down, or all across the spectrum of investments. So it's a substantial effort that our investment support services people provide to help our investment professionals. Mike, I actually really love that analogy that you used of saying that investment services is like the stagehands and the makeup people and the people who build the sets in a play. Um, and I really love it because it resonates personally with me. I grew up in community theater, but it's also the kind of analogy that only someone with background in theater would make. Uh, do you uh, have some experience in theater yourself? Um, I was the backstage guy that helped. Uh, one time I was the Indian in Little Mary Sunshine, but other than that, uh, not much stage experience, but a lot of backstage. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like you said, without the folks backstage, the show does not go on. And Dusty, there are so many players that support the operations of the WRS, so much that needs to go on backstage to make it successful. The first step is when our investment professionals pick the stock or choose the investment vehicle or make the investment in the private equity fund. And then in the wings of the theater, we get the props ready for the next scene. And I like to think of those props as the information generated from the investment decision. And then there's a series of places where that information has to go, where the data has to be calculated, where it has to flow to, where the performance needs to be reviewed and calculated and monitored. And at the end of the day, all that information, though, goes right back to the front office, our investment folks, so they can make good investment decisions the very next day. So these are sort of day-to-day -day tasks that happen and operate from an end-to-end -end life cycle that gets you from the first decision on day one to the next decision on day two. So managing a fund like the WRS, it's a complex undertaking. So that's why it's important to have highly qualified people who have the experience in those areas to support the work investment management is doing, right? Correct. 
SWIB needs to have staff on both sides of the stage who have the skills to implement, enhance, and take full advantage of the systems that we've implemented. So it really takes a strong backstage staff to support the excellent actors we have on the stage making the investment decision. So it's extremely important for us to retain our experienced and talented people to hire people with deep industry knowledge so that we have all of our staff have a deep level of capability for our investment professionals. And there's no doubt that this is a competitive market for the kind of talent that SWIB needs to function. Folks that work at SWIB, they could pretty much work just about anywhere in the industry. So how do you go about retaining that sort of top talent? From day one, we really focus on our culture at SWIB, who we are, what our purpose is, and as I talked about earlier, our mission. And as part of our mission, we really want to get to know everybody at SWIB and make them feel welcome to Madison, making them feel part of Wisconsin, part of the mission, and part of the community is really important. One thing that Mike and I do is we take out every new employee to lunch. Now, Pre-COVID, we got to go to a restaurant downtown, and post-COVID, we're doing virtual lunches, but we've promised them something once we get past the pandemic. And one of the things that we ask about is, tell us something that we don't know about you. We think it's really important to have a culture where we know one another, we care about one another, and to do that, you have to take the time to really listen and get to know the employees at SWIB. Now, as part of this, Mike and I have a little contest that we do. Since we've done a number of these lunches, we try to surprise each other with a new fact every time. Now, Mike wins this contest actually pretty much hands down all the time. But Mike, I'm going to give it up to you. What are three things you've learned about me in connection with our little contest? Oh, well, I know that you've been to dinner with a Nobel Prize winner. I know that you go to the New Orleans Jazz Festival every year with your girlfriends. And then also, you were a lawyer for the uh, satirical newspaper, The Onion, and also its online effort, which I found extremely interesting. I, I was in a past life. Now, for Mike, if you know anything about Mike, you know that he is an avid fisherman. Every single picture in his background on our virtual teams is of a fish or him fishing. He is a Sunday school teacher, but one of the m most exciting facts I've learned about Mike is that he's an admiral in the Nebraska Navy. Now, don't think too hard about that one, though. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> That's uh, certainly a unique distinction there. It sounds like a lot of fun, the way you get to know staff. And having that culture of camaraderie and success at SWIB is advantageous to members of the WRS. Because having that highly qualified staff on both the investment management and investment services sides allows SWIB to not only generate the returns needed to keep the WRS fully funded, but to do it at a significant cost savings to the pension system, right? Correct. So when you think about the management of the WRS, there's two important sides of that coin. One is to make the right investments to generate the returns. And the second is really cost optimization. So for every dollar that's not spent, that's a dollar that's in the WRS that can earn additional returns. And being a fully funded system gives SWIB a number of structural advantages over its peers and in the marketplace and as a 
institutional investor. Let me just give you a couple of statistics relating to why this makes a difference. 79% of what the WRS needs to stay fully funded comes from the investment earnings from SWIB. Compare that to 63% on average of public pension plans across the country. So that means when we are generating those returns, contribution rates can stay lower and local governments and employees can both keep more dollars in their pockets. So these dollars that we generate are critically important to the health of the system. Moreover, Wisconsin pays only about 2% of all of its state and local government spending to fund the pension. Compare that to 4.7% on average. So we are less than half of the cost to have a fully funded system in Wisconsin. So we've got two sides of this. One is that we're generating more returns than average that help us keep fully funded. And second, we have something called a shared risk system. So in Wisconsin, there are a baseline of benefits that are paid once you retire. And there's no automatic cost of living increases. So when we generate returns that keep us fully funded, it generates an additional amount of returns that allow for what's called a dividend or bonus to be paid out, which is intended to make up that cost of living increase. On the same token, if we're not earning sufficient investment returns, then benefits can be reduced to that baseline of annuity. So we call this a shared risk system because everybody in the system benefits or has consequences when it relates to investment returns. And that keeps everybody's interest aligned from the annuitants to the active employees, to the state and local government employers, to the legislature, really for all of our stakeholders. So what about SWIB's costs? How do they compare to its peers? Since 2007, we have increased our internally managed assets from 21% to 50%. And that gives us a huge advantage over our peers in connection with costs. We have an independent cost consultant, a company called CEM, that measures our cost spending every year to make sure that we are aligned with peers and to give us a baseline for what average cost should be. And they've told us that over the last 10 years, as compared to our peers, that we have saved $1.3 billion in costs compared to our peers, in part because we internally manage and in part due to our asset allocation. In 2018, those savings were $50 million. So what CEM tells us is that it is three four, five times cheaper to run certain investment strategies in-house than it is to hire external managers. Now, there are some things at SWIB for which we do need to hire external managers. You talked to Anne-Marie Fink during the last podcast about our private markets investment, and there is a great opportunity for where we partner with external managers to get incredible value for the WRS. But external manager fees make up a little bit more than 75% of the cost that we spend every year to manage 50% of our assets. Alternatively, we spend about 25% of our costs to manage the other 50%. So you can see that for every dollar that we can bring in-house, we have a significant cost advantage. But to do that, you need to invest in people, in technology, in systems. And that's an ongoing investment that does pay value to the WRS. 
Can you talk to me a little bit about what our peers are doing to catch up to us in terms of cost savings? Sure. So many state legislatures across the country are looking at SWIB as the model for the future. We are noted in multiple publications across the country on sort of an annual, monthly kind of basis that says SWIB is the model for what works. The WRS is the model for what works. The risk sharing, the internal management, the ability to attract and retain talent, those are all keys to our success here in Wisconsin. And so state legislatures have called us and we have spoken to many different states about what we do at SWIB, how it works, how it does, what we can do to improve, what they could do. And so we are really looked upon as the governance model for the future. They're also looking to bring more of their assets in-house because they recognize the huge cost advantage you can have if you can attract and retain the professional and experienced talent that you can do by internally managing your assets. In a lot of ways, Rochelle, it reminds me of 2010 and 2011 when our Green Bay Packers won the Super Bowl. And so, of course, the next year, the Packers were the team to beat. SWIB is considered a national leader in the public pension industry, but now we've got a target on our back, essentially. So what is SWIB doing to make sure that it remains a leader, given the significant changes that we see happening in the investment industry? That's one of the challenges and the excitement about the investment management industry is that it's constantly evolving. It's an industry that's fast-paced, it's changing, and it's hard to keep up with. Now, when Mike was talking about sort of what is that vaccines look like, those are the places that we're really investing in to get advantages. One of the things that this is called is end-to-end processing or straight-through processing, the more that you can do to automate your functions, the better we can execute on those functions. So you can really use your talent to do the high-level analysis and strategy work while sort of manual processes can be replaced by automation. It provides more accurate data, more timely data, and that allows our investment professionals to make even better decisions. So we're very focused on having very timely, very accurate, and centrally located data because we believe that the more we can do on those fronts to give the best information in the fastest amount of time to our investment professionals will give us the edge over the long term. I saw Mike get really excited when I brought up the Green Bay Packers. And so to sort of build on your analogy from earlier about investment services folks at SWIB being like the back of house folks in a a theater show, this is like the Green Bay Packers investing in their coaching staff and trainers in a lot of ways. Absolutely. And also, to some extent, the different practice squads or others that they have to uh, field in order to have a whole team, because we have a number of our investment staff that are a little bit in support roles that we have very professional people that are in operations involved in trading or in other uh, settlement roles or risk or other situations that it's an elevated administrative operational position. So how are we feeling about the Green Bay Packers this year, Mike? <laughs> uh, pretty good so far. It's uh, <laughs> looking good from my standpoint. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm feeling pretty good too after that opening weekend throttling of the Vikings. There's nothing like taking it to Minnesota to really, <laughs> boy, just put a rosy shine on the world, right? Yes, just a, a central division glow. Well, well, you can tell it's fall in Wisconsin when you can't have a conversation about public pensions without talking about the Green Bay Packers. Rochelle and Mike, this has been a great discussion today. Thanks so much for being part of the podcast. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Dusty. Thank you for listening to the SWIB podcast. We will be bringing you updates on a monthly basis, so make sure to take a moment and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Also remember to follow SWIB on LinkedIn or subscribe to our email list for more information. The SWIB podcast is brought to you by the State of Wisconsin Investment Board and produced by PodCamp Media, branded podcast production for businesses, podcampmedia.com. Thanks again for listening. I'm Chris Preisler. And I'm Dusty Weiss.